Hello and welcome to the Dre and Daz podcast. My name's Daz. My name's Dre. And today we are here for a very mellow podcast. Mainly talking about football, but as you know, this show can go absolutely anywhere. Left. Skirt. <laughs> yes, it can go left. And it, it actually has many times, but... Um, Last week was a, a good podcast. We got a lot of good reviews on it. A lot yeah, of thank feedback. you for the people watching that. I'm sure I'm loving that. And we'll definitely be having Irks back on the show at some stage. 100%. Very soon. Yeah. I guess we'll get straight to it today. Um, uh, did you hear about the news that happened one or two days ago? I'll let you introduce the news. Unfortunately, um, the world was shocked by the passing of Maradona. Um, he was a fantastic player, inspired many footballers. And though he had his downtimes and moments in life, he still brought so much to the game. And it's, it's quite a sad time, to be fair. There's been a lot of people dying lately. And it kind of puts everything to perspective that you know, no matter what we believe in, no matter what we do, you know, what we say or think, that life is precious and we should value the people that are around us because they're here with us in the now, I guess. Yeah, rest in peace, Maradona, man. What a player. Um, I think it's a player... Maradona is definitely one of the greatest ever players. I think he's undeniably top 10. Um Maybe even top, top five. Yeah. yeah. Um, most people put him in top five. I would say universally, he's definitely top 10. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'll put him in my top five. I haven't made the list for me to put him in there for, for people to get on me and be like, how is he not in your top 10? Like, I haven't yeah. actually yeah. made my list. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, the list for the legends has to be its own separate podcast because we'll be in here for ages arguing about who gets first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah. The, the only thing I would say, like, I don't want to say this person's better than Berlin because he's obviously just passed. I'm not going to compare. I'll just... Yeah, him we'll, up. we'll hold yeah. the, com- the comparisons for now. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... So with Maradona, obviously, is a fantastic player. Um, a guy that was obviously full of life. You saw from outside the pitch, obviously, had his troubles. But overall, he was like, he was the king of Argentina. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't remember many players from that Argentina team, but he's the one that stands out. And when he played England um, and scored them two very well-known goals. He actually played a very good England team at the time. And he took on a lot of good teams. And sometimes people forget that even after that World Cup, the next World Cup, he got to the World Cup final again. Um, they didn't end up winning it, but that's a very big achievement to take Argentina to the World Cup, win it, and then get to the final. And people are seeing how hard it is to win the World Cup now when you see like Messi who hasn't even won it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, or Ronaldo, and they're arguably the two best players ever. Do you know what I mean? And they haven't won the World Cup. Um, it's a very difficult trophy to win. I, I think I understand why sometimes people don't put him up there. Um, but I think sometimes people forget that 
back in the day, because you know people sometimes say that oh, Pele scored against da, 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 or Maradona wasn't yeah. this or he went off in his career and that. I think people sometimes forget that football was very different back then. I don't think people were trying to be the best from 17 to 38. Do you know what I mean? It was just like you went in, you played well, and there wasn't that same... I don't know, the, the culture was just different. There was obviously drinking, there was a lot of other stuff. Players weren't as fit as they are now. They can't they couldn't have as long as their careers and stay in their prime. Like Ronaldo still looks like he's twenty five at thirty five. Honestly, yeah. Do you know do you know what I mean? Players were just very different back then. So it's difficult to compare them to now because there's so much sports science involved, things have changed. But for what it was back then, it was definitely the best player of that generation. No, he certainly was. And his legacy will always live on in all of our hearts. So, you know. Rest in peace, Mar- Maradona. And yeah, rest in peace, man. Condolences to his family, I guess. I highly doubt this podcast will reach them anytime soon. But, you know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we ain't that big yet. Yeah, but since we're talking about the best and we just mentioned him there, what do you think about the... Um, so I've seen a lot of offspin from the Maradona news and obviously people are talking about who's the greatest, who's the greatest and... I've seen a lot of people disrespecting Pele. See, yeah, lately I've been hearing like a lot of Pele hate within the past like few weeks or so. And it's like a lot of people are like, oh, he's not as great because he didn't do this, because he didn't do that. He didn't play in Europe. And it's important that when you're having conversations like these, kind of comparing who you believe to be the greatest footballers, you have to take their whole career into perspective. Like, let's break down what Pele did. So on the international stage, he won the World Cup three times. And one of them, he single-handedly carried his country to victory. Now, that was 17. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, like, you're, you're looking around at all these big players and you're thinking, all right, how many people can stand up and say they've won three World Cups? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, there's, there's not many. So that is one feat that not many people will be able to do. And the World Cup in of itself is the greatest cup any football player can win. I don't care if... You know, you're not really invested in international football, you know, whether, you know, club performances are better for you. No, the World Cup is the largest footballing trophy you can win on the international stage. Now, when you're talking about his goal tallies, then you can be like, okay, he's got what, plus 1,000 goals, but that's including friendlies. And I think if you take away friendlies, he's got just over 700 or just over 600, something like that. And there's a lot of players now that are actually hitting that record. I think just the other day, Cristiano Ronaldo got over 700. I know Messi got over 700 just the other day as well. So then you have to take that into consideration. And then you have to consider where they actually play for their clubs. And Pele spent most of his career playing in South, uh, South America. And I think he spent some time in the US of A. So you also have to take that into consideration. But um, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I think it works both ways. Um, I think, for example, we can use the thing of like, oh, but Ronaldo and Messi done it in harder leagues and all of that. But it's like I was saying before, like Pele done all that in a time where there wasn't any sports science. There wasn't any players playing still in their prime till 35 or whatever. Um, there's a lot of different factors um, and I'm not saying that Pele's better than Ronaldo and Messi or Ronaldo and Messi are better than Pele 
I'm just saying that it works both ways. And I think people need to, sometimes there's such thing as recency bias. People can only talk about what they've seen, which is fair enough. You can only go off like what you've seen in your lifetime. But people mm. don't realize how good he was. And I, and I even don't know. I haven't, I wasn't alive when he was doing Yeah, that. none of us was alive. Or we yeah. never got to see it week in, week out. So Yeah, like exactly. Like we'd only hear that from someone that was actually at the games and like football wasn't as analyzed back then. All like every single stat wasn't taken down. To be honest, I'm sure there's goals that we even missed. Do you know what I mean? That we didn't even, <laughs> didn't even see. And like the thing is like, you know, people say like he didn't play in Europe and that back then. He, he didn't want to. Like when you look at um, that time Santos was the best team in the world do you know what I mean mm. like, like every European club was trying to win the European Cup to play Santos that was do you know what I mean just to just to see who the best team in the world was because back then the Brazilians God, were the best so many phenomenal players yeah yeah exactly Santos was like the best team in the world so why would I go and join another team and back then there wasn't a thing where he just wanted to win Champions League like it wasn't as much as a thing back then for someone like him, because I think the World Cup was renownedly sore as, as long as I win the World Cup, why would I need to win that? To be fair, once you've got the best, you know, I mean, there's certain players that just feels like they want to win everything, no matter what it is. It could be the Cowboy Cup or it could be the Premier League or Club World Cup, they want to win everything. But I guess I do understand the feeling of once you reach the very top, it's like, do you need to go down, you know, back down and get everything else? You've proven yourself. You have nothing yeah. else to prove. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think it works both ways. And do you know, do you know what, yeah, what I don't like about this generation is that we can never debate two people without understanding that you don't have to slander someone's career to think someone else is better. Do you know yeah, because I mean? the, the amount of like Messi fans will be like, "Listen, Messi's from a different planet. Ronaldo, right. he can't do anything Messi can." Da da da. Honestly, it's so like, dumb. You crazy? Yeah. They're like, like the thing is, yeah, like, like that's probably a really good example with the Messi and Ronaldo thing. Whenever people debate that, they're like, "Well, what did Ronaldo do then? Or why did Ronaldo do this then? Ronaldo was shit at this. Ronaldo can't." Da, da, da. Well, Messi ain't won the World Cup and he had all these guys. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what it I mean? gets like, into like this childish debate, and it's like yeah. sometimes we lose the magic of what both these players bring. And it's like we should just be grateful that we get to see both of them perform for like exactly. the best part of a, of a decade. Bro, and we're, we're generally lucky to see arguably the two best players ever play against each other in the same and generation. It's got you, and it's not even to say that you're not you shouldn't debate on who you think is better. I think, like, for me personally, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest player in our generation. I think he's, yeah. I put slightly above Messi because I just feel like his work rate, his determination, the fact that he thrives off the pressure is what kind of inspires me or inspired me as a footballer back in the day. Not that I was a professional footballer or anything. Yeah. But I just, I love his commitment to the game. Whereas with Messi, it's like, I've seen him do things that I haven't seen anyone else do before. And he plays the game so beautifully. It just, for me personally, it feels like when the going gets tough and kind of like when everyone's watching him to like carry the team and be the best player in the world, I feel like that pressure sometimes bothers him or gets to him. Uh, for example, in the World Cup final, you know, and then recently in the Champions League, 
it's getting over that final hurdle in the semi-finals. First time against Roma, second time against Liverpool. Uh, and then they got smacked by Bayern the other day, didn't they? To uh, Barca. Eight. Yeah, Barca. Yeah. So, and it's like in these games, that's where you look at your best players and you need them to show up. And for me, I don't know. It's like, I'm not saying Ronaldo wins every game, but even when Juventus got knocked out, Ronaldo is still the one who's scoring, kind of edging his team to get themselves together. Whereas I feel like Messi has a habit of turning inward sometimes. But Yeah. But I would that's always only my say, personal opinion. Yeah. And I would always say Messi's the best. Um, but just because I think that Messi's the best doesn't mean that Ronaldo's shit. But yeah, I think like, yeah. And like, do you know, do you know what? Yeah, I think one of the worst... I've seen is the um, if you're on Twitter, you would have seen all of it, like the whole Khabib and Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor stuff. Yeah, no mm. one can even mention that guy's name without saying, "Well, Khabib would mash you up, bro." It's like I saw <laughs> I saw um, Conor yeah put like a, a thing up the other day of like, "Oh, um, really uh, taking in life is so important." To remember what's good for you. Bro, they thought three years ago, yeah, I'm, all his comments are filled with, oh, yeah, Khabib made him embrace life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, people are yeah. just so stupid. I mean, like. <laughs> I mean similar things happen with um, the other MMA fighter. What's her name? Um, she does w, uh, WWE. Oh, now. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, that's the one. Oh, she's unbeaten. One of the greatest MMA female fighters that's ever been. And then Holly Holmes knocks her out and she takes a year sabbatical. She comes back and gets slapped up by yeah. uh, Nunes. <laughs> and it's like, rah. Like, and then she goes to WWE. Uh-huh. Like, she's trying to progress her career. It's like, nah, fam. Nunes slapped her up into a different like, company or something like that. Do you know what? Yeah, it just don't make sense. It's like, for me, this is why I can't debate the majority of people. Because people don't know how to debate. It's like, for example, yeah, if we're taking Conor and Ronda Rousey talking about UFC now on a football podcast. But um, if we're... If, <laughs> we warned you, it can go anywhere. Yeah, anywhere, you. fam. Like, if we're talking about them two, and just a disclaimer, I'm just a fanboy that watches UFC. I'm not no expert. Like, people are going to be like, look at this guy trying to talk about UFC. He thinks he knows. Who's that? Look at you him mean? trying to do a podcast. Yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've watched two episodes of Joe Rogan. I know all about UFC, motherfuckers. Shout out Spotify and that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's like... When you're debating, for example, Conor and Ronda Rousey, people mm. automatically jump up, well, they got smacked up by Khabib and look at him. Blah, 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 blah. But you actually forget that. Cool. We know they're ceiling. We know they're not the best. But are you actually going to appreciate what they actually did before that? Like Ronda Rousey yeah. basically made women's UFC known. And Conor... Like, yeah, think, think of it. Like, they, they pushed it to the forefront for the general public to be like... Exactly. Oh, yeah, I know them. It's like, go on, watch this. Like, apart from all the MMA, you know, fanboys and fangirls out there, who was the last female champion? Before I can't say. Conor I Rousey? can't say. Like, I you don't can't know. Say. Who, who was the last um, featherweight uh, USC champion before Conor McGregor? I only know because he fought Conor McGregor. <laughs> I only know. You're, always, like, you're ruining my point. Yeah. But, but again, like the general, you know, you're a star, and you you know that you've left your imprint on the world, where even people that don't watch the sport knows your name. There's there's so many people that don't watch boxing, and you say like, a, um, I was about to say AJ Tracy. Oh my word, 
Anthony Joshua. <laughs> My mind's everywhere, I can't lie. But Anthony Joshua, everyone's like, oh, that's the Nigerian dude that, that does the boxing, innit? Yeah. You think uh, Tyson Fury, that's his name, innit? You think, yeah. oh, that's the, uh, the, gypsy, the gypsy fighter. Gypsy and before king. anyone, yeah, the gypsy king. So like, these, these, I guess, personalities in sport, they, they transcend their own sports and kind of bring it to a greater audience. And that is one of the elements of what makes a legend, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like people... They, even if they lose in a match, it doesn't define who they are. Exactly, like, they're not shit. It's like people just love to, to, to kiss the ass of the best of the best. That's it. And they're like, oh, how can this guy be good when, when, when he beat him, when he, did, when he did this? Like, there's so many great players that Ronaldo's beat and people now see as shit or not as good, but they're actually really good. They're just not as good as one of the greatest players who ever lived. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll bring it back to football and my bias as well. It's like when, when Liverpool beat Barcelona. Do you know how many people came out like, who's Messi, bro? Who's Messi? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and It's funny because in that game, sorry, quick five seconds. <laughs> in that game, Messi did all he could to help his team. I think in every shot they had, he was involved. He was either setting someone up and I think he only took like two shots himself. He played yeah. Suarez through, Jordi Alba through. He did everything he could. He actually could. played well. Yeah, he played and, well. And like the thing is, yeah, like, I saw someone talking about this the other day and there was like um like he doesn't see how people can blame Messi for that game because what that game showed is because obviously Liverpool went to the Champions League final before that, then they won it, and and then they won the Premier League the year after. Um mm. and Liverpool clearly had a had a better team, but Messi gave his team a free nil lead. <laughs> In the first That's game, true. do you know what I mean? Like all his team had yeah. to do, like even if Messi had a shit game against Liverpool, who cares? Like, mm. bro, like He's people have great. Pe- people have shit games. It's like, like I'm sure there's games where Ronaldo's had a shit game, and then his teams had to pull him through. Like, like you hear about that when the top player has a shit game, so he turns to his left or right hand man, and they're like, you know, we're gonna get you through today. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But- like. Someone you. Else. That's why you need a team of well, that's why you need a team of great players. Yeah, exactly. Days and where Lacazette ain't playing and the Bamming steps up. There's gonna be yeah, games someone, where Mane's not performing and Salah steps up. Someone's gotta step up. It's like no one's alien where they're gonna go 38 games the best. Like it's just not it's not gonna happen. Like it's gonna be off days. And with that game, if it if if Messi was playing for Fulham, yeah, obviously we would say cool. We don't expect the team yeah. to do much if Messi ain't doing nothing. But when you have Suarez, I don't know if they had Griezmann at that time. When you no, have Dembele, yeah, yeah, and when you have Dembele, you don't really have a shit defense either. Do you know what I mean? Like there isn't really any excuse, or even with the eight-two. Do you know what I mean? That's it's just no when it, you can you can lose two-nil, three-nil. There's no excuse for an eight-two. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't. I didn't even get a man sent off. Like there's no excuse. Yeah, but. But to, to answer our overall question, <laughs> how do we define who the greatest player is? Um, you I know guess what? you just look at their impact and their legacy on what they've left in football or what it's, they're bringing to football. It's so hard to define the greatest player of sports or anything. And um, I saw 
Michael Jordan talking about this like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm I'm gonna use this example as a good way to explain it because like even though you don't watch basketball that much, I'm sure you know it's always LeBron or Jordan and all that. People always like mm. who's the best, da, 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 da. and he was saying like, yeah, Kobe. There's so many other players, um, and he was just saying like because they was like Jordan, who would you? say the best is LeBron just won his fourth title like what did it do and he was like I don't even think about that stuff he was just like like it's so like he he was basically saying it's like impossible to say who's the best because we all played in different generations in different teams we didn't play each other we can all debate it obviously we can debate and and stuff like that but you're never gonna actually know he was because we're just never gonna play each other (laughs) yeah and what makes it beautiful is that everyone has a different opinion and everyone has a right to a different opinion. Yeah. And there's so many arguments for and against that. Really, I don't, deep down, I don't even think we want to know who's the best. We just yeah. enjoy the fact that the debate can be had. So, yeah. And it's I so, guess, go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on, you can talk. I'll, I'll go All right, cool, cool, cool. So it's like the beauty of it is that when we get to argue these things, I guess it's our backwards way of kind of just appreciating how good these two people are because it's like the more you push the more i push and in the end of the day we just have to both admit that hey these two players have done more than what most people have in their entire careers do you know what i mean yeah it's so difficult as well because like even with like let's say messi and ronaldo people are like if it came down to one game da, 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 da. and then there's so think? many there's so many other factors because like okay if there comes down to one game which team is playing which team's playing with them? There's got to be 10 other players. Where are they yes. playing? Is it home or away? Is it in Argentina? Is it in Portugal? <laughs> yeah. There's so many like, other factors. I, I guess the best way you can compare them for one game is if you put that them Champions League winning teams against the 2011 Barcelona team. And what a game that would be. But, yeah. but even, even then, you can't define it as one game. For me, if you was going to define it, if you was going to do that thing of... If we could, in an idol universe, say we're going to take... Um, this great team from the 90s and this great team from 2010, the way I would do it is the way the NBA does it with playoffs. So mm. it would be seven games and then whoever gets four wins because that's the best way to decide because someone's going to have an off day. But and then mm. it's not just going to be one day. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes freak results happen. But after them amount of games, there would there would be no excuse. It's like the Premier League. Like you can't just say, "Oh, you had a you had a bad year." Like you were just shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. well, I guess the issue with that is, well, we all know why football can't do that. There'll be so many fixtures and all the congestion. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't do that. Which is a perfect segue into asking you about a certain thing that came out in the news within the past few days. Wait, 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 wait! Before, before. <laughs> Wait, before you go into that, yeah, yeah. Before you go into that, <laughs> I just want to say because this player doesn't get mentioned in the greatest talks, yeah. and and I always mention him because he's just my guy. So the way I see Don't greatness, no, I'm not. So so yeah. the way I see greatness, because that was actually your question, um, mm. is that I don't go off stats, and some people will be like, "How can you not go off stats? That's the thing." And I don't mind people going off stats. That is perfectly fine. It's just that for me. I go off what I've seen. And that's why, for example, with Messi and Ronaldo, I don't say Ronaldo is the best because Ronaldo gets a lot of stats. He does a lot of things well. He, like, for me, he's in my top three, top five. I've definitely top three. But from what I've seen of who the best player and dominated the ball and looks like the best player, I've always said Messi and Zidane. 
and 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 Zidane's the guy I'm talking about. But the thing is, okay. I wouldn't argue someone saying, "How can you put Zidane there?" Because you can say Zidane only won one Champions League. Do you know what I mean? And da 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 da. da. Okay. But what? But what I saw Zidane do, the way man caressed the ball and made them other guys look like children. The only Bro, other guy. I, I think you want to reevaluate that whole statement. <laughs> <laughs> You, you lot know what I mean. You lot know what I mean. <laughs> but we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Yeah, like I've never seen anyone except Messi be able to do that. Like the way I saw, and like what topped it off for me was the 2006 World Cup when he's 36, <laughs> still dragged to, like a uh, like an amazing French team with prime Henri and Vieira to the final when he was still the best player. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just yeah. crazy but it's, but it's like for me The reason why those guys are the best Well Messi's always the best anyway But the reason why that guy's too Because <laughs> like for me I have a big appreciation for playmakers And guys that, mm. can, that can touch the ball Properly and pass And have vision That's why I love guys like Fabregas And Silva and Xavi and Is that why Burkham has been your best player Even over Thierry Henry for Arsenal? No, he hasn't. I don't know why. <laughs> no, he's guessing. I just, I, I'm just wondering. But, but that's the, that's why I like I rate Burkamp so highly. That's why when people say what's your Premier League best ever eleven, I always put Burkamp because I'm like, how can you have it without Burkamp? But like, this is what we're saying about opinions in regards mm. to the players that I see as the best and the most intelligent on the pitch are the guys that can see things before everyone else. And yeah, like that's players how, like that, um, Özil. David Silva, Kevin yeah. De Bruyne, to a degree, uh, yeah. um, Javi and Iniesta. Yeah, those guys, and those are just my preference of what I see as the best footballers, and that's what we're talking about opinions. But yeah, you can move on to the next one. But yeah, um, I guess when you're looking at different opinions, um, that is a big aspect of what defining who is the greatest for you or who is your biggest legend. Because for me. By no means do I think he's the greatest player of all time, but my biggest legend will always be Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Like, the way I've seen him carry Liverpool. There isn't many teams, or there isn't many players that I've seen Underrated. carry a team single-handedly with the level that they were. You say, like, Zidane can be a star player in a really, really good team, or Ronaldo can be the best player in the best team in the world. But I haven't seen many people be classified as one of the best players or best midfielders of his generation whilst mm. being in a team that if you take Gerard and maybe one or two players out, one it's no better team. than a mid-table side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why for me, he will always be my biggest legend. But I wouldn't classify him as the best of all time. And you know what? Gerard's the perfect example of people disrespecting someone for someone they haven't for something they haven't done it's like people always remember oh but he never won the prem though okay he's gonna discredit everything like everything else he done do you know what i mean like are you gonna remember that he played like he played for 20 years in a significantly weakened liverpool team are you gonna remember well, that you, you know the you know the the saying it can take years to build a house but it only takes minutes to bring it down yeah so but like, like Stephen Gerrard will always have that stigma of him slipping Behind his name, you say Steven Gerrard, you just think, oh, Denver Bar. That <laughs> yeah. But, but, is but, like, but like the thing is, how could, how can, how can Gerrard, like Gerrard's only human, yeah? Even with that team, which you could say arguably was the best team that Gerrard played in, was that Liverpool team, you still had no defence. <laughs> Do you know 
you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, like, what do you expect him to do against a fully strength Alex Ferguson, Man United team, a fully strength Chelsea team, a invincible Arsenal team? There were just so many different teams, and Liverpool was never at full strength, and he still managed to get to two Champions League finals, win one of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, have a final named after him. Yeah, like to all my West Ham fans out there. Yeah, is that, oh yeah, that one. I thought he was talking about um, Istanbul. No, no, no. That that was the year before. By the way, I would, I would always argue that that's that that's the best team. It's it's not the best team that I've seen. Actually, I, I don't even know because that Milan. If they didn't lose that game, I would say that's the best team I've ever seen. Well, they had their revenge two years later, so they, yeah, they get to be the greatest team of that early. Well, the noughties, as they call it, and but, and. Kaka's underrated as well. That's that's the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's one of my favourites. Yeah, but know. over the past few weeks, there's well, over the past week, there's been so much news that's came out, and I kind of wanted to get your opinion on some of them. And I guess there's no place better to start than with Mr. Klopp. And um, I don't know if you saw, but the other day he had a little bit of a rant on Sky Sports, and he was essentially pleading with the bosses of Sky and BT to come together and kind of talk about how they're going to sort the fixtures for all the teams are because there's been so many injuries in the Premier League lately. And what he was trying to say is that, yes, Liverpool has the most injuries in the Premier League currently. I think as of the 26th of November, they've had 10 injuries to their squad, followed by Arsenal, who's had nine, uh, Villa had seven, someone else had eight. But he was speaking for everyone, like all footballers across the world. There are so many injuries that are happening because of this congested fixture list. And I kind of wanted to see your opinion on that. Do you, do you feel like footballers get too much money and they shouldn't complain, they should just get on with it? Or do you feel like to a degree that these big companies should take on the responsibility of looking after them if they want the best product, which they are selling? These football players are the products that Sky and BT are selling. Do you know what, yeah? I think it's... um. So before I get into my opinion on it, I always find it a bit weird when people say like, and like, I don't really get how they get injured, like with like two games in a week and training and that. Cause I remember when I was younger, I used to like do football training like every day or like you play like so many times a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but you have like, to remember th- these players are playing at a very, very high level. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I think I was, lis- I was listening to someone they were like, they're not invincible, but these are probably the best athletes or like the best physically conditioned people in our generation. They have the best science teams around them who spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week, making sure that these players are in their best ever condition. And the fact that they're surrounded by all of this and they have all the resources and facilities to get the best out of them physically. The fact that they're getting injured, shouldn't that be an issue? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, could could you imagine as well being like a, being like a centre back, and let's say on 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 Saturday you got Arsenal, you got to face Aubameyang. Then on then on Wednesday you got Crystal Palace, you got to face Saha. Then on Sunday you got Wolves, you got to face Traore. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a long week for you, boy. <laughs> I'm not gonna like, lie. After that, I think I'll start faking a hamstring, be yeah. like, let me take the week off. But like, yeah, but, but like, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're like they're, they're like decent fixtures though. And then on like next week you might have Liverpool, and you got to face Salah. And Marnie, mm. and you might have Chelsea, and you got to say face Pulisic. 
And what makes it worse (laughs) is that with this build-up, they've actually taken away the winter break that they introduced last season, which I thought was really good. Is it? And it's like... Oh, shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah, last season, what what Sky and BT did, which is very clever... Am I wrong for feeling feeling really happy about that? (laughs) Because there's going to be a lot of football over Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gassed. She's so gassed I've said that. (laughs) For us, it's like, cool. No, but... Yeah, but what they did last year, it wasn't over Christmas, it was like in February. But what they did was, instead of taking like a whole two weeks off where there's no football, they had only 10 teams play one week. And then the next week, those 10 teams that played got the week off and the 10 teams that didn't play, played the following week. So it's like there was football each week, but every team got their two weeks off. Mm. But they've, they've scrapped that and... Oh, no, I feel like we're just going to see a lot of injuries. And on one hand, it makes the league more interesting because with a lot of big players out from some big clubs, we're going to see a lot of points dropped. We're going to see a closer run in for the yeah, title. it's going to be a weird one. But these, these are players that you want to see. It's like, if I'm watching Manchester United, I'm not trying to watch a Bruno Fernando, <laughs> Fernandes-less Manchester United. That's just a dead game. Yeah, you know, if I'm watching Chelsea, I don't want to watch Chelsea playing Tammy. Um, I don't know some youth wing on on the right wing. I want to see their best players. <laughs> I, no disrespect to youth, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's so difficult because. So, I think to answer your original question, I think it is difficult because football players are used as like because they get paid so much. People say, "Well, you get you get paid this much," and it's sort of seen as like machines, but. It's like in the pandemic and people are like, footballers earn all this money and they won't do this, bro. Like, they, they, like, they wasn't, like, footballers didn't make this salary for themselves. The reason they're getting paid this much is like, because you have to know your worth. It's like, football's bringing in how much money in advertisement and all this. The players oh, really? deserve, deserve a cut for that. Like, football's all about the footballers. If anything, they should earn more of what they're getting because of how much money's coming in. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much money coming in. Why would you not ask for a cut? That's just business. Like, if you, if you work for a business every day and you're the main guy, and then that business is making 5 million and you're making 200,000. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you're going to ask for more. Yeah. But, um, and just to... Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's very difficult because of the coronavirus and the lockdowns, you have to fit in all of the games for next season to start at an appropriate time and everyone get a proper pre-season. Well, that's the thing. Um, like, since, since the lockdown happened and when teams came back, all teams were allowed more substitutions to kind of alleviate the pressure of some of the, the players from each squad. And, that's and then the whole thing... Yeah, I think we spoke about this last week about mm. the teams voting it off. And I think that they're in talks to try to get five substitutions back, which would really be a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just difficult because I think the reason they got rid of it before is because the big teams just had better players to bring on. It's understandable, but I think even the small teams have a lot of injuries. Like, I just pulled up the statistics here, um, and it says that according to the Premier League, so this is correct as of the 24th of November, that according to the Premier League injuries list, which compiles a database of injuries in the top flight, 
There have been mm. 133 muscle injuries in total over the first nine match days of this Premier League season, which That's is 23%. Yeah, more than last season. And like, I think I was quizzing you about this earlier. The team, I get the top five teams with the most injuries is Liverpool with 10, Arsenal with nine, Brighton with eight, and Aston Villa and Newcastle each with seven. That's crazy. Like, it's not just big teams that are suffering injuries. Everyone is getting hit by it. But, you know, who, who, who cares, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. I think I'll be in favour of it if all, the, if all of the teams vote it in. I think they yeah. should just put it to a vote. And then if, if the smaller teams don't vote and then maybe take another route. But right now, I don't really see another course of action because everyone's going to be injured. Do you know what I mean? So... It's true. It's difficult because the thing is, it kind of works with like, you know, we're saying about the five subs and the bigger teams have better players to bring on. It's actually working out that way anyway because more players to get injured, the bigger teams have more players to replace them. So, yeah, actually. So, so yeah. It, it doesn't really help the small teams in the long run anyway. Yeah, like it doesn't really, because like with, with Arsenal, I'm sure Arsenal fans complain because we've got Mustafi and whatever to bring <laughs> on. But, but like, if you, if, like, if you actually think about it compared to like Fulham, do you know what I mean? Like, we actually have it quite good. We can bring on, like, a Germany international or someone from our youth team that could easily play for Brighton. Do you know what I mean? So. That, is, that is very true. And I think what's, what's important is for the different companies and the different ruling organisations to kind of just communicate with each other more and just yeah. help out the teams as much as they possibly can. But uh, speaking of talks between different companies, did you hear that the IFAB are in talks over a more attractive offside law. Does that mean no more eyebrows offside or toenails offside? I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what it means. Yeah, I, I don't know what it means. That just sounds like, like madness. Yeah, I think, I think what, what they were talking about is that they want to introduce VAR into other um, leagues, but because of but all the Premier League teams have all these sophisticated systems to be able to have cameras here, there and everywhere. I feel like other clubs want some more affordable VAR system that can just allow more teams to have it, if that makes sense. And I yeah. feel like you won't have necessarily have all the lines to be able to say, oh, you know, half of his shirt was offside. That looks like his back offside. <laughs> I don't think the technology to do that is going to be there. So you're going to get a lot more of the, you know, is it offside by the naked eye kind of calls? Even Which the um, won't help the game. Yeah, like even the Gabriel Jesus offside against Tottenham didn't look completely offside. Oh no, was it know. handball? Oh yeah, it was handball. I'm thinking about Eddie and Ketia from the Europa League yesterday. Your your head is gone. Yeah, my <laughs> head is gone. Head. I don't know why I was. I'm just ready to cuss out Tottenham. <laughs> Literally. But they, they won yesterday, so... Please tell me they're not going to win the league. Someone hey. comfort me. <laughs> you just uploaded a video of why Harry Kane's the best striker and can, can Tottenham win the league, you know? We, we had an argument saying that Liverpool's going to get sixth place. Like, I honestly, never said... After that recording. No, no, no. <laughs> I never said that Kane was the best and I never said Tottenham was um, Liverpool top six. That, that was Irx. Irx was, must have been high that day. He must have been smoking yeah, I can't a big spliff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was on something. But yeah. I still haven't forgiven him for that. 
<laughs> yeah, I would like. I still say, do you know what? Yeah, I actually felt embarrassed listening back to that one because we didn't we didn't even talk about Mbappe. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Do you know how many comments I got saying you're talking about yeah. the best striker in the world and you didn't mention Mbappe? Who yeah. are, you? Are, you, are you even a footballing <laughs> podcasting? <laughs> I was like, raw, like cool. Oh my god, feel that badly, you know. <laughs> Spotify's there, YouTube's there, make your own podcast. Yeah, literally, do, do, do your own thing, big man. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. All, all love to the viewers. You know, we're nothing about you in that. Right, he, 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 he don't give a shit about you. Listen, listen, listen. When the viewers is high enough, then we can start listening to our views. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we need all we can get. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really not joking. Subscribe. But yeah, <laughs> subscribe, share, hit, hit the notification bell. Please. Is there even a notification bell? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. But share it with everyone. But um, yeah, yeah on, speaking what of City. Talk about? <laughs> speaking of City. And Tottenham, I guess we better talk about that game. Oh, gosh. Go on, talk to me. Talk to me. So, no now, rants this week. No rants. Nah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? Yeah, I feel like... So, uh, disclaimer, I'm not one of the hate and Arsenal fans that actually... It's just going to violate Tottenham every week. Obviously, I'm an Arsenal fan, so there's a rivalry there. But Major I'm not cap. biased. <laughs> no, generally, I'm, 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 I'm generally really honest. I'm not one of them guys that's like, oh, Tottenham shit and that. Da, 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 da. Tottenham have a really good team. And I think when I look at them, I was watching... Um, to be fair, Prem- you went to their stadium the other day. You was like waving their flag and... Hey, you shut know. up, man. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to get me killed, man. You're get me Sorry, killed. God. But, um... <laughs> No, I was watching a Premier League years thing on Sky Sports, like 17, 18. And when yeah. you look at like how long this, this Tottenham team has been trying <laughs> to get into that top three and trying Wait, to... Wait, say, say, say that again? I, I, I like the way you said it. No. They're just <laughs> trying. <laughs> no, but like, to be fair, Tot- like, Tottenham have been doing way better than Arsenal in regards to trying to even get into the title race. So I, I can't even murk them for that. But I think mm-hmm. when you look at how far they've come, um, how Harry Kane's grown into the player he is. They just look fantastic. And putting the bias aside, if they do do, do it this year, like, they really deserve it. But, um, and, like, I really like the fact that, like, if I was a Tottenham fan or if I was someone that weren't an Arsenal fan, I would really enjoy the journey of these young guys who basically came up off, off the cell of um, Gareth Bell and then gelled together, been through so much got violated by Leicester um, to come back and just do it and be the first guys to win a official Premier League and not the League Cup before the Premier League. Um, but you know Tottenham. what happened though? What? You do know what would happen. You'll get a 10-year montage yeah, on a DVD yeah. of how Spurs won the league after um, selling Ben. Yeah, and we be... will have to watch it. We will have to watch it. <laughs> Do you know what though? Even if Tottenham did win, did win the league, obviously there'll be a thing of like Arsenal fans would have to hide and all that. But if you think about it, they can't really You're say don't, like, don't, like, don't even act like. So put, stop trying to put a spin on it. You're hiding. No, but <laughs> no, but do you know what? Yeah, like obviously it will be horrible to watch. Like Tottenham have done way better than Arsenal in this previous generation. Blah blah blah. But in like in the facts of history it, it doesn't really mean much compared to Arsenal's in regards to like one Premier League we won three do you know what I mean like mm. like like what they can say is that they've done way better than us like 
I find it funny when Tottenham lose and Arsenal fans are like, ah, they're still in our shadow, bro. This is so embarrassing. Like, they've been to a Champions League final <laughs> and they've been competing for the league and we're, like, trying to scrape getting fifth. And we're like, hey, they lost. They're still in our shadow. And we're like that delusional ex that still thinks the guy still likes us. We really have just moved on. <laughs> Get over it. I like the fact that you've put us both in the situation where we're the female with the jealous <laughs> Tottenham are on bigger things now, man. <laughs> they don't care about us no more. They don't it's care true. about us. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, what that game showed me, actually, funny enough, it actually, because before I was saying City going to win the league and I'm going to step back and say I was very wrong in that mm. I don't think City have it this year. I don't know when they're going to have it. But, um, oh yeah, for the record, they have dropped. Um, how many, they have 24... How many points do they have? 24? Uh, I don't know the official. 12. Points no, they have, they have 12 points and they've dropped 12 points. Yeah, it's bad. Mm. They've dropped half their points. <clears throat> like, that is unheard of of a City team like this. Yeah, it's bad. I think, it's... I think they're in danger. Yeah, I think they just don't, they just don't have it. And I think Gabriel is not that clinical finisher that's going to bury the one goal that they need. I don't think their defence is on it this year. Um, I actually thought after the game... Um, I think Liverpool will win it, to be honest with you. Well, obviously, I hope they do. But um, I think Liverpool will win it. Because I think... I I wouldn't be surprised if Tottenham won it. But um, I just think Liverpool have done it once their players come back. I heard Van Dijk's back in training. Do you know what I mean? Uh, For someone who has torn his ACL, yeah, light training means he's just about walking. Oh. Yeah, Fair because, enough. Okay, uh, up. yeah. One thing in rehab is that rehab starts the second that you've finished. Your oh, okay. Yeah, you're an after your operation, you rest for like two weeks, and the second you can start weight bearing, they want you walking as soon as possible because it promotes healing in the knee. So yeah. for the next month or two, he's going to be walking. He's going to be doing careful exercises, leg raises. I'm not a personal trainer or um, physiotherapist, for the record. What? So. <laughs> You've been through a process where you've hurt your knee and then, so you know. Yeah, I've, I've been through it. So, yes, he has started light training, but that's, he's not like jogging on the football pitch or anything. So yeah. he's not going to be back, I guess, for another eight to nine months, probably. Well, I think so. that if Tottenham were going to win the league, I think it would be next season rather than this one. Um, what they remind me fair, of It would be is... embarrassing if anyone doesn't win the league with the amount of injuries Liverpool has. We've had our entire... Well, Almost our entire back four wiped out, bar one. No, I think I think Salah and Mane are too good. <laughs> I just think you just have yeah. like too much squad depth. Do you know what I mean? Like Salah, like I was, I was saying this the last one. Salah and Mane are like two De Bruyne's in the same team. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like they're very good. I think Tottenham remind me of you know that Liverpool team that lost it to City the year before you won it. Like mm. you was you was ready to win it, but you just didn't have that experience to get over the line. The next season, you were just like, we're just going to get so many points where no one can catch us anyway. Yeah. If Tottenham were going to do it, again, do it like that. But I think Mourinho is, you know, he's in his second year now. I think he is looking at the situation that everyone's in and looking at his squad. And he's probably thinking, they should win whether it. on paper we should win it or not, this is probably going to be our best time. Because arguably one of the best teams in England, they're not in good form. And the other one has so many injuries that you need both hands to count them. So, right now is the best time to strike. If um, um yeah. if Tottenham get to 
Christmas or yeah. New Year's in the top of the league. If they lose it after that, it has to be seen as a bowl. See, when it comes to bottling leagues and stuff, you know, I'm the master of <laughs> understanding what <laughs> it's has like to. It has to. Or at least... It, it depends on the context. Yeah, I would say latest February. If they're like top of the league, because... And if they don't get any crucial injuries, they clearly have the best team. Um, right now, I want to say... Not, not clearly. Yeah, like... They're joint top of the table. I know, but you have Van Dyke injured. They have Kane. They have Son. So when, Son's so ready to go. We need Van Dyke, Gomez, and Trent to be injured, and Thiago and Abigail, and all these players to be injured for them to be on the same level as us. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, basically, Liverpool are that kind of good right now. Like that. It's kind of mad. <laughs> but it's, it's people true. Say, oh, when you had Van Dyke, you was losing seven two against Aston Villa. Oh yeah, there, there are people that. like that. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that too. I shouldn't have reminded anyone. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but I think. Um, but, yeah, yeah. What's your opinion? With, what's your opinion? Uh, my opinion. Yeah, this is their best time to strike, and I think if any. If any time they're going to win the league, it's going to be now. It's got to be but now. there's something that I need to question you on, though. During your rant, I was mm. listening to a certain player you was getting on to. But I think they had a... That same player had a decent game yesterday. Oh, you're talking about Pepe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm known yeah. as the Pepe hater, apparently. So. Do you know what, yeah? First of all, all you Arsenal fans out there, I hate you so much. No way. <laughs> You know what? Subscribers gone. <laughs> yeah, subscribers are gone, mate. Do you know what? Yeah, the thing is, or do you know what? If you're an Arsenal fan hater that just overreacts at everything, bro, leave. Honestly, like, do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, like, when Arsenal lose or draw, I hate the overreactions after games. I hate it. You know, when people are like, this is Arteta's fault. Get him out. Pepe shit. This is why. Da da da. And da, 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 like so toxic. Like, have you been on Twitter after an Arsenal game when we lose or even draw? I see all the screenshots. It's it's kind Bro, of it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. It makes you want to come off. And I'm just like, all these people are just. Do you know what I mean? People are like, this is why. Very reactionary. Yeah, people are like bring Ozil back. You know he's not coming back. What are you talking about? Mm. You know what I mean? I, you know, I do. I do love the argument. The second that. Arsenal doesn't create chances. The first thing is, well, we've got a player who is known for creating chances, but he's busy playing Fortnite and oh not, my not God. that it's his fault. Not that it's his fault, but he's not being played. What is our manager doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can't like stand it. But the thing is, I do get Twitter's full of 15, 14 year old kids that are behind profile pictures. Do you know what I mean? So I do get it. They're like, yeah, they're just going to go off on one. But I think <laughs> talking about the game from a um, should I say logical perspective? Am I a logical guy? I don't know. I'm a bit pissed off. But no, I think really. <laughs> I think that do you know I'm what? a level-headed. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm actually a proper um, hypocrite because I'm saying people are, are like reacting and there's me doing a 14 minute <laughs> rant after I wasn't an Arsenal mention game. It, but I thought. It. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna let you just dig yourself into a hole. Yeah, do you know what? I'm in a hole. People cuss me out. I don't care. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that whole Pepe thing. When I first saw it, I actually didn't think it was. Um, I didn't think it was. No, 
it wasn't red. It's just that it was so soft where I was like, oh my God. It's like one of them things where you're like, if this was 2006, mm. this wouldn't, blah, 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 blah. but we're not in that time. So it definitely is. I mean, a, personally, if, if you're going to headbutt and get sent off, you might as well headbutt properly. But the not thing that is, it I advocate violence. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even a headbutt. It's one of them ones where two players squared up and then it, it, it always depends on who, who you're squaring up with. Because if that was against... Well, you can tell me if he if he if you'll go down or not. But if he was against Henderson, I can imagine Henderson would have just come back with a head, and it would have just been a thing. H- of Henderson would have he would have went back, grabbed his head, looked at the referee, and be like, "Are you serious? Did you see that?" <laughs> yeah, like it would have just been like cool. They was just uh, they were just squaring up a little bit, it, but because the guy dropped, it looked terrible. But focusing on Pepe, um, he proved his worth by a couple percent yesterday. He's got to be he's consistent. He's a Europa League player. Shut up. Man. He shines. That's where he no. shines. But this, but, but, but this is the thing. I can't even disagree with you when you say that. Do you know why? Because he doesn't take it seriously. I saw a quote from his dad here about four months ago where he said that Pepe has to stop seeing football as fun. He ha- can, and, and that's how he'll fit into the Arteta system. And he was saying, I'm not surprised he's been dropped. Because he just thinks football's fun. And you can see that. Bro, this guy just wants to cut in on his left foot every time. It's so predictable. And he's always smiling on the pitch. And Abamyang does it sometimes. And it pisses me off. It really pisses me off when players do that. Because like, the thing is, yeah, like... You should enjoy if you're, football, yeah? Yeah, enjoy it when you're murking a team. Or you're murking someone. Or you're, or you're rassing someone on the side. Don't laugh when you're about to get red carded and you know you've done it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Pepe's but consistent poor performance it's like what have you done for us to validate you after that do you know what I mean it's like the thing is it isn't like we don't want him to do well we do want him to do well every bad player every Arsenal player we want to do well we don't want anyone to do badly but when you cost that much yeah which yeah. you deserved from Lil, you came over here yeah you've had time to settle in now I'm not expecting you to do to do a seller I'm not expecting you to do a Mane I'm just expecting you to do more than you're doing and keep out two, two, two youth players who are teenagers and a guy who's 32. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I it's not I too much that. to no, ask for. Mm. It isn't too much to ask for. I guess whenever I criticise him, there's people out there that must just throw out the fact that he's been under three managers, give him a whole season under one manager, and let's see. So for me, I'm going to hold my opinion on Pepe until next season. I do hear that. I do hear that. And to be fair, he came from the French League. I can hear someone saying, well, Saka and Nelson have time, have had loads of years to adapt to the English Premier League and all of that. But this is the thing. When you're a professional footballer and you want to be regarded as a world-class player, you need to just take this criticism. Things happen. I know that sometimes people get heated, people make mistakes, people have bad years. Like, if you're, if, if you're an Arsenal fan, you'll know that Perez had a shit season in the first one here and, and look what he did. Do you know what I mean? He, he got used to the mm. league. But he, he has to try and overcome it. Like, there's always obstacles. But, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're a good enough player, you just have to overcome them. And now might be that time for you to say, cool. Because this, this is the first time where a high number of Arsenal fans have been like, fuck Pepe. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and you saw that from yesterday. And even Arteta, I don't know if you saw his interview after, he was like, yeah, that was stupid. And that's the yeah. first time. And he didn't defend him. He was just like, no, nah, he, was, he was dumb. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, mm. Well, it's funny because speaking of all of these controversial opinions that people have about Pepe, there is a, a surprise that I have for you. 
Dre. Nice. A big surprise. So I wanted the early Christmas present. So I wanted to play a little game with you. And uh, if you remember the Mourinho quote when he was really <laughs> angry after the result, do you remember what he said? No. I think I know where you're going with this, but no. If I speak, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and, and there's many opinions that we have about sports where if we said our true thoughts on it, many people would get onto us. So I wanted to do a, a, like a kind of segment in the podcast of say your most controversial opinions or statements. You don't have to explain them, but I just want us to lift up, uh, just to list off some of your most controversial opinions. Okay. And then you say, say, so you say a comment and then you finish it off with, but if I speak, mm. <laughs> okay. Um, a controversial opinion. What? So we're we just going to bounce off each other. Yeah, we'll bounce off each other. We'll try to do like two each and see how it goes. Um, Trying, trying to think now. So my putting them on the spot. <laughs> my controversial opinion, which I don't like to have, I think the guys, yeah, I think the guy is a world class finisher. But I don't. The thing, say it. People, say it just... but the thing is, people are gonna say, but if he's a world class finisher and he's a striker, how can he not? Yeah, be a that, that's striker? the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. If you yeah. say it. You're in trouble. <laughs> I, I rate what he's done, but I think there is better strikers that we could have, and I don't have the highest... I don't think Aubameyang's as good as we always make him out to. I think, in my opinion. Personally. Ooh, personally that is a me. big statement. Yeah, I Do think, you know how many people get crucified for saying Aubameyang's not good? <laughs> no. I'm not saying he's not good. As, sorry, sorry, as good. As I'm just saying say. that he can... Finish the ball um, as well as anyone I've, I've, I've ever seen play for Arsenal. He's, he's very, very good. It's just that, like, I find it funny when people say... He doesn't say, do enough. There's not enough in this game to call him a world-class player. Bro, when you say enough, I'm more anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, you know, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. when, when he's not scoring... Do you, know, do you know what? I find it so funny when people say, who's better, Aubameyang or Sanchez? Don't even embarrass Sanchez don't 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 do that because even though Sanchez went to Man United yeah and people were like Aubameyang stayed loyal that is great I really respect Aubameyang for that but Sanchez is underrated bro he was one of your best man people were saying he was better than Hazard do you get that do you even bro if you you watched Arsenal games his form suggested that at some stages Bro, he the way he was playing, he was scoring the goals, he was creating the goals, he was making them for himself. Like, no, nah. and the thing is, I'm not gonna insult Abamyang because I'm getting a bit rowdy and I'm I'm gonna it's gonna sound like I'm slating him. I I, I love Abamyang, <laughs> he's my guy, he's my captain. I re- I really rate him. But um mm. I think like for example, last year people like like um Bamiang or Kane. If we're comparing who can score goals, cool, you can have that argument. But overall strikers, you can't you can't have that. Of, of course I would take Kane and my team. 100 percent mm. Okay. But yeah, that's well. my controversial opinion. From for, I would say from now on, I'm just gonna say them because I'm I'm afraid <laughs> of myself because people are just gonna cuss me, bro. They're gonna be like, Oh, how can you say that? FA Cup. <laughs> 
I mean, that's like the Arsenal trophy, though, no? <laughs> Shut up. It is what Arsenal fans live Bro, and die for. They want that day in Wembley. <laughs> do you know what I'm picturing? Yeah, some guy, he wakes up, he has his cocoa pops, and he goes online, he's like, oh, who's this then talking about podcasts? Dre and Daz, who's that? And he's like, and he hears me say Abamyang, and he's, you just see the, the, his eyes going red. He's like, Abamyang, how he dare you say that? Pops out the window and he's like, oh, how dare you say that? Abamyang, hey, he's our captain. <laughs> did you see what he did to Zuma? Your podcast is shit team. anyway. <laughs> you only have 20 subscribers and you think you know stuff? <laughs> Fuck off, mate. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. If you're one of those guys, please come forward. You're a dickhead. <laughs> I will have you on the show to shout at Dre. Who are you? Dre? Fuck off, Dre. <laughs> Think you know everything, don't you? <laughs> to be fair, that that's like me at you sometimes. I'm just shouting at you. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> just, all right. Controversial opinion. I personally don't think Manchester United will win the league in the next 20 years. That ain't even controversial. That's so... (laughs) No, I said in the next 20 years. I honestly believe United are going to go through what Liverpool went through in the 90s and the early 2000s. And the early... And and the T's, yeah. I don't think their owners are going to go anytime soon. And I feel like their owners are such parasites that they will leech everything they can off that club until it's bone dry. Leave... And then Manchester United has the possibility of dropping into a mid-table, if not worse, club. Like, all their best players, well, not all of them, but a lot of their best players seem to be very unsettled at the club, you know? One thing about top teams is that, right, you look at Bayern Munich. Hey. You say mid-table? <laughs> hey, allow me, man. If I speak, I'm... <laughs> But I'm being honest, like, you look at, <laughs> look at Bayern Munich. How many players can you tell me wants to leave that squad right now? Exactly. You look at all the best teams in the world, right? I mean, Real, ah, then again, Real Madrid, there seems to be a bit shaky lately. Barcelona, Messi wants to leave. But Barcelona is going to leave, though, from Van Dijk. Because, because it's Van it's not that it's not everyone wants to leave. It's their best players are unsettled at that club. Like Bruno Fernandez getting frustrated at players. Pogba kind of flirting with the idea of yeah, Pogba wants to, to go. Yeah, hundred percent. And the thing is, I actually understand it, but I don't yeah. feel like he. There's been a lot of factors to suggest why he hasn't been able to carry form consistently, and you're always going to be able to find people with excuses. A lot of United fans. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I have seen world-class players who have been in worse squads than Paul Pogba has and still be able to shine on a consistent basis. It's like it's the Jared argument I was using the other day. He's a world-class player. And no matter how bad Liverpool were, you always saw Gerard as that one constant rock who always kind of pour, poured his heart out onto the football pitch. And you don't get that off Pogba. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like with United, they're going to go through many years of turmoil and they won't be challenging for the league anytime soon and they won't win it for the next 20 years. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I'll, give one, I'll give one opinion on that so we can go on to the next one because otherwise I'll be talking about Man U for time. 
But I think that is true. <laughs> I just think that man you need to stop looking at it from we are the biggest boys in this yard. We 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 deserve the trophies. We deserve to have everyone's lunch. We deserve everything. That's you're not gonna win that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like there there comes to a point in your life where you have to say, Cool, I've done this. Now I need to go again. And I need to start from where I started before. Do you know what I mean? The way man you went through all of that success was that they didn't buy it, didn't stumble ap- across it. They started from Skulls, Giggsy, uh, Neville, Beckham. They had a couple more experienced players and they just need to start again. They need to stop buying all these crazy expensive players. Their fans need to be a lot more patient with them. And they just need to ride the wave, man. Now, obviously, strive to get better. But they need to stop expecting to win the league every year because that's what's, that's what's killing them. It's like, it's like, do you know when you're chasing, you know when you're chasing a dream, yeah? Or let's say you, you want to be an Olympic swimmer. You can't wake up tomorrow and expect to do all, all, like, all of this now. Even if you have won it loads before, like, you just have to... That's not a very good song because it's football. But do you, know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You just have to... Yeah. You just have to start again. Be more patient. You're going to get there. Um, Oli, yeah, and Oli at the will. Yeah, Oli definitely stayed. Wherever it may be. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Bro, that... Um, oh. That... that Rio Ferdinand meme has turned into the best meme I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. You know, comedy gold. Honestly. Like, BT couldn't have better pundits. But <laughs> Yeah, literally. Like, what I was going to say. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah. Michael Owen's the shittest pundit ever. But anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Go on, hit, hit us with your If I Speak. If I Speak. Um, can I say two? Go on. I'll say, say, no, say one and then go to the next one afterwards. Okay. Um, I don't know which one to say first. I'm just going to say one and then, because the first one's quick. So first of all, yeah, cool. nah, first, first of all, Martial shit. <laughs> Martial. Bro, people, do you know, actually, this is, this is my one and then the next one I'll, I'll talk about. But, mm. bro, people saying that Martial was better than Aubameyang and all that last year. What cap was that? What? <laughs> bro, that was all cap. I mean, Martial has been decent for Manchester United. I feel like he's now being put in a position where it's getting the best out of him. How many I feel years like... has he been here? <sighs> too many, too many. Bro, the thing is, yeah, people need to hold him to the same standard as they held Pepe in that. Because the thing is, yeah, if, if Martial came in and he was just another normal guy that just happened to be good, I wouldn't even get on his back. But the reason I get on his back, yeah, and I think this is partly Sky Sports' fault. When he came, it was like, he's the new Henri. He's going to do this. His side foot passes are exactly like it. He comes in off the left. Just fantastic. And he's French as well. And what? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's when, it's when people gas players more, it makes me think they're shit. Because they're not living up to the expectations people are putting on them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear that, I hear that. But in in football, we're always going to get people with different standards and different expectations of players. And you kind of look at their trajectory and you kind of presume that, oh, they're going to be this great player because of the way they started or because of their previous reputation. And just look at his form and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But um, yeah. I understand why there was a lot of hype behind like around him. But I do agree with you. Like he's been in this league for quite a few years now. Should be doing better. And granted, he had I think it was last season or the season before where he had better numbers than Harry Kane, and it was his most prolific season that he had in England. But I want to see that year in year out. What did they so win that, that year? But, but you know what? Do you know when he won that? Do you know? Do you know when um, Martial scored them goals? Mm. Like I think it was really cool that all them goals led to a Premier League, and they got to lift that, and now he's known <laughs> as a legend. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you would you would have thought that Dre was a Liverpool fan, and I was the Arsenal fan. <laughs> you you hate you hate too much. <laughs> And on that note, we're coming off of that. But no, yeah, if I'm... you speak, if you speak, all right, I'm gonna say my one. Right? Yeah, say your this, one. This, this might be a bit more controversial. That one, I think Griezmann's the most overrated <laughs> oh, top right. player I've seen in my entire life. I don't care. I think it's like a fraud. Yeah, I think Griezmann's the biggest fraud in football in history. How can you yeah. say a World he, Cup winner? He has <laughs> he has convinced the entire world that he is on the same level as players like Suarez, Lewandowski, Benzema. He has frauded his way to a World Cup. Listen, anyone can boot a ball in the corner and get on the head of people like Pogba or Greece or what's the donkey's name? Juru. And and all them play. <laughs> Anyone can score a penalty in a World Cup final. Anyone can take a free kick and put on world class players' head. This is what he's doing with like the best in the world. I, I don't care. I think he's frauded his way to success. I have seen him with my own two eyes playing big matches, and he has done absolutely nothing. He he suffers from Ericsson syndrome. That's what I'm gonna call it, Ericsson syndrome. Ericsson, what's that? Christian, what's the, what do you, what do you mean? I have been Ericsson watching syndrome? Christian Ericsson for years. Watch him do nothing. And because he scores one set piece, all Tottenham fans want to go, oh, look at him, he's better than us. Oh, look at his stacks. Oh, 2028 season. Oh, shut up. Get out of here. He suffers from Ericsson syndrome, yeah. Griezmann. <laughs> sorry. You're going off on one, man. Um, I have seen Griezmann play for Barcelona. Listen, he made so much drama about leaving Atletico. He's like, oh, I'm going to stay. Atletico needs me in these time of troubles. And then when he signed for Barca, he's doing all the videos saying, yes, I'm here. Da, 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 da. And it's like, what have you done? You arrived at Barcelona. What have you done? In a time where Barcelona needs their best players to stand up. Yeah, yeah. What haven't... have you done? All I see is you getting smacked up 8-2 in the Champions League uh, semifinals. Was you even playing? I don't even know. I didn't notice him. If he was playing, he might as well not have been playing. Might as well play an injured Dembele. That would, yeah. would have got more out of him. I, I don't know. It's just yeah, he's definitely not as not as good as Lewandowski in that. He doesn't deserve to be in that category anymore. I'm putting Griezmann on the same <laughs> level as Zaha. I don't care. I don't like Griezmann. <laughs> I rate Zaha actually. I think he's he's just in a smaller club than what he deserves. Who am I going to put? You know, Griezmann, Eriksson. Throw me out another dead player. Or maybe not a dead player. A player that can fool you into thinking they're good. Henderson. Dean Henderson. Yeah, you're right. Dean Henderson. (laughs) Dead as well, fam. (laughs) (laughs) Playing for some dead club, bro. Look, like, Dean Henderson's career... You know what? Let me not talk about Dean Henderson. This is... I actually want to carry this on, like, like for a couple more. I have, like, two or three more. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I will keep going. You know what? I think this yeah, should keep be going. a stay on the podcast, fam. Bro, but, yeah. I don't even care, but fam. I like... know when I, when I bring up Griezmann or Ericsson, 
I swear when ugh, if I speak <laughs> after this podcast, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Yeah, you are. People are gonna get in so much trouble. How dare he say that about Griezmann? Oh, what does he know? World Cups then. What does he know? He's been watching football since 2019. Ooh. Yeah. He's just biased. He supports Liverpool. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Supported Arsenal when nursery and yeah, literally. <laughs> when the Champions League. <laughs> Glory Hunter. <Ooh. laughs> look at all these Liverpoolians. Oh, my dude. Chawass. Right, go on. So for mine... <clears throat> I did have one, and I've meant to say it in the past too, but I keep on coming up with new ones. So, it's all right. So, obviously, taking into account on what I, on how I define a really good player, I don't use stats on that. Um, I look at what I've seen. Um, and all right, I'll explain afterwards. So, I think that Van Persie is top five Premier League strikers ever. Yeah, I think I, I think he's in it because because for me, I wouldn't put him there if you're gonna make a historical list of who is the official top five, top ten ever, whatever. Because you have what, to take what on earth is he doing in your top five? No, no, no. Because because like obviously you have to take into account the stats, who scored the most goals, you got to put the scorers in there, and da, 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 da. if we're doing a, like, let's say if the Premier League said, can you make our list for us for the top 10, please? Your podcast is just doing crazy right now. You know, these 20 subscribers, we've just, we've seen them, it's really, ta- it's really taken off in North London, man, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man's <laughs> went from 20, 20 subscribers to 200 million yeah, subscribers. Yeah, man. that's <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Yeah, can you come and do this? So if they if they asked us to do that, I wouldn't put them in there because we're, we're doing it off everything. But if we're doing mine from what I've seen, Van Persie... No, so wait, 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 wait. Before you say that, it's important to note, when did you start watching football consistently? Because though there was players that were playing when we was all four or five years old, what, at what age did you start watching football? Because this, this might work in your favour. I've been watching football from like 2005 but in regards to being an older man and watching game after game after game after game consistently 90 minutes so i'd say i started in like 2011 just after fabregas and nazri left okay so this might be important because for me i started watching match of the day maybe in 2008 I but remember my is, first game in 2006, that, and I was watching football properties maybe since 2014. Do you know what, yeah? Do you know what? People are just going to get on me saying, oh, you only started watching in 2011. What do you know? Do you know what? I'm actually going to take that. Consistently. Yeah, me- yeah. When that, me- like, me- go on. No, go on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've been watching Match of the Day since, like, 2005. Every, every single Saturday, don't worry, I'm, I'm clicking on BBC One, BBC Two, even watching the BBC Extras. And do you know what? If you are a real guy, you will know about the, the championship match of the day where they show championship, League One, League Two, Afterwards, everything. Yeah, after this, is, this is what I'm saying. So, so if you really know about it, that's how you know I'm watching that. it. Yeah, I'm back in the day when Champions League used to. I know you were just about ITV One, ITV One Champions and League. ITV Two for the highlights. 
Bro, this yes. is what I'm talking about. So I was, you, watch, you, I was you watching know. it from back then. Yeah. yeah, you know I'm watching it. So even them games, don't worry, I'm watching the 2008 games. I watched the Arsenal Champions League 2006 when we lost. I, I even watched the Carling Cup in 2005. <laughs> I watched Liverpool play uh, West Ham in the final. I watched, our, like, I watched them games, don't worry. But if we're talking about... We watched them. Yeah, like I'm watching... The full season. I'm watching Aston Villa versus Bolton. Do you know what I mean? I'm watching. I'm watching um, Sheffield United back then against I don't know fucking Wigan. Do you know what I mean? When when I'm watching them games, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching football now. I'm talking 2010-11. That's when I'm. That's what I'm saying. Now. But the reason I would say Van Persie is because I know that people say that. Or he was injured most of his career. He only was in his prime for two seasons. That is so fair that I agree. But what I saw in them two seasons, like if we're comparing season for season, or do you know what? I might have to take away my statement of him being top five then. I'll have to say that he, he might have the best season I've ever seen as for, for a striker in the Prem. Oh, okay. 100% cap. But yeah. go on. This, this <laughs> is your controversial. I actually opinion. forgot about Suarez actually, but... Let's say top. I don't know. Actually, I'm to, be just fair, saying wait, to be fair, I, I will throw out both of those Suarez and Van Persie had their best seasons at the exact same time. Uh, yeah. Van Persie getting, I think, 37 goals in all comps and Suarez getting 36. Yeah. So it's just that, that with, yeah, with Van Persie, from what I saw, I've never seen, um, I haven't regularly seen a guy be able to touch the ball that way score goals wherever he wants it. Like, that's when you know man shooting with control. It's like, do you know when someone just lashes it? Like, you know when you see Harry Kane shoot the ball? I'm not saying he doesn't know where he's shooting it for mm. you, man damn that are going to get on me. I'm just saying that whenever Van Persie hit the ball, if he's putting it in the top corner, I guarantee he'll say, yeah, I wanted it there. Do you know what I mean? Like, guys that can do that, take it on the chest, be like, I'm caressing the ball, into that point there, I'm making it. And when you look at that Arsenal team that you dragged to top four and didn't finish, didn't even finish top four, you finished third. Third, bro. And we was clear of the fourth. We was clear of the top yeah. two as well. It's it like, these are the days where top four was a trophy for certain men. It know, was though. It generally was. <laughs> it was hard to get in there. And the thing is, our team that season lost eight two to, to Man United, but. In the same year, we beat Chelsea 5-3. He won the Champions League that year. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, he, he, he dragged the team. Yeah, this is how bad the team was. He dragged the team with Fring Pong in it. Mm. <laughs> Leave it. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, those, yeah, those are them true. days. We had Chamberlain, who was, nine, who was 17. He was bold. Mm. That's true. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was, it, he was a real top player, and I think he gets overlooked sometimes. Obviously, Arsenal fans aren't going to give him that credibility after he left and all that. Which I, which I always think, and I guess this is leading to another controversial opinion, but this isn't my official controversial, it's still on Van Persie, which I still think Arsenal would have been strong contenders for the league if Van Persie stayed with, like, I would have loved to have seen Van Persie and Cazula play in the same team. Imagine that. That would have been crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we had won it. Um, Wait, so, defense, so what's but, your controversial... What's your controversial statement? I know, I sort of got lost in the source. But I, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to stick to my first thing of Van Persie. 
no, my statement's going to be, I think Van Persie had the best. Got one off season. No, because he done it too. He done it for Man United as well. Well, you, you did even better for United than Arsenal, didn't you? Mm, I would say no, just because he had a shit team at Arsenal. Yeah, but yeah, but but, you. He, but he won the prem for Man U. I don't know what my controversial statement is. I just think that person's sick. <laughs> he was, so basically, that's my statement. Viewers, he just wasted the last ten minutes of your time. <laughs> controversial statement. That's not. That's Robin not even controversial. Arsenal traitor. I still think it's amazing. He scored when he wanted. <laughs> I have, bro. I have, I have enough one after you say yours. I've, I've got a couple. All right. Con- controversial opinion. Number two from me. Hmm. Or number three, it would be. I don't, I don't even know. Um, I just kind of got lost in the sauce when he was waffling about Van Persie. <laughs> like, I was talking about best, best uh, striker you'd ever seen out of the season. I'm like, clearly you didn't watch Suarez that season. Clearly you haven't seen Mo Salah like three years ago, but. You know, I would say Van Persie had a better season than them, though. That's what I'm saying. He's but yeah, if you win the league, season. you have a better season. But nah. individually, does Salah was a goal scoring machine? What's yeah, your opinion? But... What's your opinion? What Van Persie? No, and your controversial opinion. <clears throat> My controversial opinion will be, hmm. I don't think. Actually, I'll say it like this: Pep is one of the biggest. You're not talking about frauds. Pep is one of the biggest frauds in football too. I'm saying it. He so? is a fraud. Pep fraudiola. That's, that's what we call fraud, it. Fr- fraud in what sense? What, do you think he's shit? I think he's grossly overrated. I have, like, think of his career, right? He went to Barcelona, given one of the best teams in the world, given one of the best players in the world. He had most of, like, the resources laid at his feet. And he done some great feats. I think he's an amazing coach, but as a manager, there is something about him that I don't rate. I don't think that he can deal with players that have a strong mentality or like a strong character. Look at the way he just got rid of Zlatan and it's like, okay, in hindsight, he, you know, look at everything as won, the Champions League, uh, La Liga, and his dominance over Spain means that he was clearly doing something right. Cool. But not many managers in their right mind gets rid of a player on Zlatan's level where Zlatan's able to carry a team when the team's not doing well. But that, I'm not really getting onto him at that because he did have Lionel Messi and one of the greatest. But he went to Bayern after they've won the Champions League. And he was, his main goal was to kind of elevate Bayern to be like the next Barca, to be the next dominant team throughout the whole of Europe. And he couldn't even win the Champions League there, even with the best team in the world at the time. Can't argue with that. And I don't feel like he's really, he really achieved what he was meant to at Bayern. And you look at you know, the Premier League when he came to City, he, he had a Premier League winning squad at his feet. And he decided, you know what, I just want to replace all these players and get my own. And he was given millions and millions of pounds to buy players. And he won the league. And he, yeah, again, he coached a lot of teams to be great, winning, you know, become the Centurions and then the following season, getting the domestic double. But look now when the times are getting tough, right? Two seasons, City has been dropping off. And I actually feel like City are getting worse progressively. They've went from 100 points to 98 points to uh, 
was it 86 points yeah. uh, last season. And they're probably going to finish with even less points this season. I haven't seen a team get progressively worse like that in ages. Yeah, they need to West worry about top four. They need to worry. And I feel like Pep's starting to like lose his marbles a bit because I feel like he's very good at having a system, but I don't think he's the best at getting the best out of many players. If you look at the City team now, I would say there's only about one or two players that he's out and out improved their game. And that's Raheem Sterling and, boy, I can't even think of the second one. I think it's improved Kyle Walker. Maybe Kyle Walker, but Kyle Walker was doing at City, was doing at Spurs for the past three, four years. Like, when Kyle Walker and Danny Rose was on either side of Spurs, that's when Spurs were one of the best teams in England. And because mm. those two were just attacking so much. Carl Walker's not doing anything different. He's just more tactically aware under Pep. But for players that have actually like took the step up in their career in that city team, I'll say Phil Foden and Sterling. They are the only two players that I can say that he has had a direct influence on their improvement. Otherwise, I just feel like for what he was meant to do at City, he's just underperformed. I mean, a lot of People are going to get at me saying, oh, but what has your manager won as much as he's done this? He's only won one champs and one um, for Liverpool. He's bottled how many finals and that. But the whole context is different. Like Klopp had to rebuild Liverpool from the ground up. Pep is unbuilding City from the top down, <laughs> essentially. Mm. Like, the second you lose Sane, I thought it was all over for City. Because Sane is one of my favourite players that I've seen in the past five years. Phenomenal talent. How can you just let him go? How? What happened? I think they just had a big squad and it's Sterling. Mm. But yeah, that's my controversial opinion. Uh, I think Pep is a fraud, but if I speak, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm actually not even going to add on to that one. I'm going to leave it as you, so... (laughs) Sorry, I'm just ranting. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> all these frauds in the English game. Yeah, literally. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> when I put it in a YouTube clip, I'm gonna let the fans respond to you. Gonna <laughs> let them get at you, fam. Get... Who's but, this um, idiot? Sounds like a Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say my my final ones because I'm gonna yeah, go before fine. before eight because I'm gonna have dinner. But I'm gonna say two for the last ones. But I'm gonna say them quick because we're finishing. Um. So I think that hello, you still there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I'm, I don't know how to phrase this. I I don't know if this is controversial or uncontroversial. I I think that Fabregas is very underrated, and I think that he's definitely top Hi, five. Not, that is not controversial. Yeah, I f- I think he's definitely top five, if not top three. Um. Premier League centre mids ever. I think he's just. Uh, now you're waffling. Yeah, but, but for this, 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 this is my this is my controversial opinion. But this, this is <laughs> why I, I think he gets undershadowed sometimes because we've had people as Paul Scholes and Gerard and Lampard, and it's difficult because he he played for so many years. Three players better. <laughs> um, but this is why. This is why I said I said top five, if not top three. But the thing is. I don't mind putting Fabregas in that bracket. I think he's that good. I think he's so, so good. I think it's just difficult because he was an Arsenal team that wasn't winning much and he went to Barcelona and then you had Iniesta and Xavi in that. Then he came to Chelsea where, where Jose Mourinho plays. 
yeah, he, he plays a certain style. But Fabregas, I haven't seen a guy be able to, like, obviously, I'm not watching Barcelona play every week, so I'm not watching the guys like Xavi and Iniesta week in, week out. But seeing a guy like Fabregas play for Arsenal and Chelsea week in, week out, where, like, I've, I've never seen a guy say, I'm going to place this ball here, place this ball there, and it's just very direct. And I haven't seen a guy with that amount of vision. Do you know what I mean? Um, I can hear people saying David Silva and you can, if you want to mention Ozil, but those are guys that see it three steps before you actually pass the ball. Fabregas is mm. like getting so many assists. Um, and to move on quickly to my next one, I find it crazy that people compare Drogba to Henri. I find that absolutely insane. That you to be fair, Thierry Henri can't even tie uh, Didier Drogba's shoes. So Shut I did. <laughs> I find it, do you know what, yeah, I find it mad that people even put Drogba top five Premier League strikers ever. I find that crazy. It's because he's, he's been in there in the moments. In, in all, in, like, in the big moments of the Premier League history, like, with what Chelsea's done. Bro, you he's, know what? in there. He was a part of it. I wouldn't even mind someone saying that Anelka's better than Drogba. Honestly. Whoa, I, I, that's a controversial. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind someone saying that. Honestly, I think Van Persie was better than Drogba. I think Bergkamp was better than Drogba. I think Cantona was better than Drogba. I think Suarez was better than Drogba. Um, I would say Torres, but he just didn't do it for long enough. Um, mm. I think that Rooney was better than Drogba. I think Henri was better than Drogba. I think, uh, I want to say selling money, but they're not strikers. I think Kane's better than Drogba. Right. You're, you're saying a lot right now. I'm not going to lie. It's yes. true, though. Drogba wasn't that, no, like, no. like... The thing is, yeah, like, Drogba's a big game player. If we're talking about the guy who's going to take me to the glory moment, yeah, Drogba's, Drogba's like, the is, one of them top Drogba's guys. Role, Drogba's role was to allow other people to play better. He drew so many players into himself that he allowed that whole Chelsea squad to thrive. I agree with you in the sense of... There's a few strikers that you named there that I would put above Drogba in the sense of if you're comparing the ability of one player to the ability of another, then I 100% agree with you. People like Kane, people like, I'll say Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen. Yeah, bro, there's so many guys. How do there's they... so many guys that are better in many think... aspects of their game than Drogba. But the one thing Shiro. Drogba has, yeah, the one thing Drogba has over these players is his influence. It's his impact on the game. And it's like, there's not many players that can score, what, like under 10 goals or under 20 goals per season and still be rated as one of the best strikers to touch the Premier League. Yeah, you but have, like... You have to be amazing. But this is why, yeah, I'm not saying that Drogba's shit. I, like, I think Drogba was a world-class player and I think he's um, a Chelsea legend and I actually think him, Lampard and Terry and Czech deserve statues there. But I think... Um, Omri's the best and like and like that was my statement like I don't think I don't see how they compare Drogba to Omri because you're skipping like 10 other guys like the thing is yeah like I don't even know how Rooney's not 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 mentioned more do you know what I mean like like I wouldn't mind if you said is 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 Rooney better than Omri is is Shiro better than Omri do you know what I mean is Cantona better than Omri even what's his name um Oh, what's that guy's name? Ruvan Nistore. I think, obviously, if he, if, if he stayed longer. But when you watch it, I think that guy's better. But it's difficult because it's the same sort of, not exactly the same, but it's like with Firmino, does, he doesn't score the goals. He does other stuff. So I wouldn't mind hearing people's opinions. Do you know what I mean on it? I just don't think you should compare him to Henri because it's, it's not, right, it's not you know a competition. 
as the last one, then an even more controversial opinion than that. I think Rooney's grossly overrated. You think so? Maybe this is my bias coming through. I don't think Rooney is half as talented as some of the other players. Actually, well, that's, that's mad reckless. <laughs> <laughs> that's mad reckless, actually. <laughs> I think Rooney's underrated sometimes. I think he's underrated. I just don't rate him. I don't rate him. Nah, I don't that's know. A, that's, your, that's your bias there, coming through. Fam. There's something about Wayne Rooney that just doesn't click with me, and I can't exactly put my finger on it. Don't know if it's his accent, don't know if it's his clothes, his choice of teams. <laughs> I think that, um, what's his name? That Liverpool Michael Owen's underrated. Um, to a degree. I mean, I feel like Michael Owen got the applaudits for what he done. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, he had a very good two two seasons at Liverpool. Uh, out of the however many seasons he was there, he got his domestic treble. Well, no, I lie. Sorry, he won the FA Cup, League Cup, and Europa League equivalent, and he won the Ballon d'Or. I feel like he kind of got the recognition that he deserved at the time he did it. And I think since then we've had a lot of players that are technically better or kind of done what he did but done more. So I feel, I feel like he's sitting in a nice place Fair enough. right now. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, that, that is definitely a controversial opinion on Rooney though. <laughs> That's definitely a controversial one. <laughs> that was reckless, I'm not going to lie. But um, I think on that note, yeah. uh, we <laughs> shall call it there. <laughs> we'll call it, fam. That was, uh... <laughs> yeah. That was... <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this, this video. Please <laughs> like and share to all your friends, family, and everyone out there. Uh, that's it from me Daz yep thank you guys for listening um, if you can follow the podcast on Spotify like and subscribe on YouTube share with your friends if you enjoyed and yeah mm-hmm. hopefully so, we'll so see you next week yeah sorry this has come out a bit late but a lot of things yeah. happen so deal with it <laughs> <laughs> alright peace peace guys <laughs>